1: Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast as we react to Liverpool 2, Brighton 2 in the Premier League. The Reds look to be heading to a fifth straight win in all competitions thanks to early goals from Jordan Henderson and Sadio Mane. But Brighton fought back to earn a point that Jurgen Klopp admitted they deserved. We'll be hearing from the Liverpool boss shortly as we bring you his press conference from Anfield in full. You'll then hear the thoughts of Reds fans Mike who was at the game, plus Steve Dawson and Owen Thomas. But before all that, we'll start with the verdict of the Liverpool Echo's Liverpool FC correspondent, Paul
0: Gorse. Liverpool's unbeaten record stretches to 24 games, but it's a result that probably won't be uh, celebrated too loudly here at Anfield after a 2-2 draw with Brighton and Hove Albion, particularly after taking a two-goal lead in the first half. Um, to be fair to Brighton, they, uh, they offered a lot more than just defending deep and getting their blocks, tackles and headers in throughout, uh, throughout the game. They were very much uh, an even side to the Reds and they probably could come away from this field and uh, unfortunate not to have all three points, um, three disallowed goals in total, two for Liverpool, one for uh, Brighton but it's, uh, it's four goals shared and a result that uh, will be uh, lamented long into the weekend from Jürgen Klopp and his staff. If uh, Liverpool are serious about winning this Premier League title, these are the type of games that they simply have to win. There can't be any kind of uh, lingering hangover from last season with Liverpool won six games suffering their straight defeats from January to March but to be fair to the pool they do look a lot better than they were during those dark days at the beginning of this year but uh, this was a performance that uh, was not anywhere near the standard of the last two against Watford and Manchester United where they ran out 10-0 winners across both games uh, on aggregate. Uh, away from Anfield, this was the, the first game in Anfield since the 2-2 draw with City um, earlier this month on October 3rd so uh, around four weeks since they were last here and uh, there was a bit of rust but... Um, Liverpool uh, started well, Jordan Henderson scored inside five minutes after good away from Mohamed Salah, he laid them in and from the edge of the box he killed the shot past uh, Robert Sanchez in uh, the Brighton goal. Uh, Sadio Mane made a 2-0 after Oxlade-Chamberlain who come on for uh, a hamstrung at Naby he, uh, Mane headed it home and it looked like Liverpool were going to uh, walk this one another three points on the board, uh, Mane thought he'd have made a 3-0 when uh, he charged down Sanchez but... Uh, he handled it on the way into the goal and um, it was ruled out correctly it has to be said that was the first of three ruled out goals but uh, Brighton sensed the way back into it after uh, finding out that they were not 3-0 down it was in fact still 2 and uh, Enoch Mwepu with a cross come shot uh, down the Anfield road end it was a bit of a uh, it was a cross in all honesty unless it was uh, one of the goals of the season which we're not sure he meant but they looked over Alisson and gave Brighton uh, a lifeline and it was one that Julie took in the second half with uh, Leandro Trossard who was Excellent as uh, the long front man all afternoon against them, the close back four. Uh, Adam the main a new five. they passed Allison to make it 2-2 and he could have made it 3-2. Um, he had one ruled out after round and Allison, and uh, kind of nutmegging Ibrahim um on the line, but it was ruled out as offside. Um, earlier in the half, Mohamed Salah sort of thought he'd scored 11 in a row after round and uh, Sanchez, but he too was offside, so three goals ruled out in total, but it was uh, two apiece. Here at Anfield, a disappointing return to Anfield for Liverpool after the best part of a month away. But the good news is Manchester City did lose to Crystal Palace, so Liverpool still hold on to second place. But Chelsea move three points clear after their win at Newcastle. So it's finished here at Anfield. Liverpool two, Brighton two. What's the feeling after that frustration that you didn't get three points? Relief that you got one in the end?
2: Yeah, can't change it you now. It's like a defeat. You know, no, I know no, it's not. It's not a defeat. Um, it's a deserved point for Brighton, obviously, for uh, different reasons. Unnecessary, uh, because in our good moments, we really, we were really good. So we showed um, how to, you have to play against Brighton. But then, with not playing enough football anymore, we open the door for them. So the best way to defend Brighton is actually to have the ball yourself, um, and. That's what we didn't do for long enough um, and that's why we scored two goals which were incredible and especially the two goals which didn't were disallowed were absolutely incredible Sadio's second goal was my favourite goal of all six years probably in Liverpool because uh, how we put them under pressure there was just insane and unlucky but uh, with a probably handball then um, yeah but Then they scored their goal, not sure was the cross or not, who cares, the ball is in. And um, we didn't play enough football anymore. That's not the right football. So, we attacked, obviously, in in our good moments, the centre of of Brighton, which is the way you have to do it. And we didn't do that then anymore. So, we slowed the game down in the wrong moments. We um, didn't show enough initiative in other moments. And um, that's just not... I think after after Moore's goal in the second half, uh, which was disallowed, I can't remember a lot. Maybe the last five, four, five minutes, we were a bit more um, on the front foot again. But apart from that, we just tried to calm the game down when we had the ball and defended them, when they had the ball, and they scored a wonderful second goal. And that's why they deserve a point.
3: Thanks, Carl. We've got we've got in order: Paul Joyce, Ron Walker, and Killeen O'Neill. Uh, and Paul first.
1: Jürgen, you, you said in a, in a couple of, after a couple of games this season that the, the defending's not not been what you want, and the structure of the team hasn't quite been right. What what um, what do you need to improve in terms of the team's
0: defensive play?
2: Oh yeah, the diff, they're different things. So it's not always the same, obviously. So I know when we're talking all about defending and uh, the whole football world, because that's why I'm pretty well made well-paid coach, that um, I don't discuss it on that level. It's not only the last line. It's not a center half. It's that. It's a. It's a. It's a common thing. Um, today we didn't defend the half spaces right anymore. So um, that was our problem there. Um, and with the way Brighton plays, because they are, I think I heard the word adventurous today a few times. So probably it's the right thing to do. They are pretty on the front foot in these moments. Um, yeah, if you if, if if you don't defend the half space. This as well, then the last line has to drop a little bit, which makes no sense because they play between the line and all this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, it's them not to defend anymore. That's how it is. And I know, it's now I speak about Brighton, and because the world is a bit strange, um, people just don't respect, still don't respect the quality they have. They might not win, um, I don't know, 35 games a season, but they give 38 times each each team, each team a proper game, definitely. Uh, because the things they do, the patterns they have, they are... Uh, really good, but again, it's that's their quality. Our quality should have been today, and the best house, the best way to defend them would have been to have the ball and, and to do smart or clever stuff with it. And that's what we didn't do often enough, and that's why we, we opened we opened pretty much the the door for, for for them coming back into the game, and that's now we pay the price for it. That's all. It is.
3: Okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, Rom, and then to uh, Kheim.
1: Hi, again um, you said you stopped playing football and, and that you opened the door for Brighton.
4: Why do you think that that, that was, that, that that happened?
2: It's now a bit quick after the game to say that um, immediately. So I think it's not nice to to know how good Brighton is and then score two goals, which are disallowed. And I think I'm, I didn't see it back. I think it was probably close. So the way Sadio, Sadio celebrated, he knows that handball is obviously it will be a disallowed goal. So he, I don't think he... He had it in mind that it could be disallowed. Um, and the, the second goal or the most goal then that was an incredible play. Wow. So and then don't get that and it's like, OK, we have obviously much more games than Brighton, all these kind of things. And they played during the week as well, of course, but we all had a lot of changes. So it's just, you could I could see second half, um, I was not overly happy with body language of some and um, that's then obviously never helpful. But you can get through these periods, in a game just not against Brighton so because they were here to get a result and they got a result and deserve it and um, that's it okay last couple
3: of questions here Kaleem Uh,
4: oh Uh, go on if you ask it
3: I'll I'll be able to um, understand it yeah yeah, I think there's a few with obviously with the sound on around you but go on ask 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 away yeah I was just wondering about
4: Alex Oswego's performance you made of it obviously
3: in the second half, you seem to move to the left of midfield. I think just because of the feedback, it's Alex Oxley Chamberlain and what you made of his performance, and he seems to move to the left hand side of midfield more in the second period. I think is that fair summation?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. we changed, uh, we changed system, um, second half at a specific point. We couldn't defend a bit anymore, obviously. We tried to fix that but um, changing to a 4 4 2, that's what was Oxley uh, to go to the left wing and um, to right. Uh, um, apart from that obviously he set up the first uh, the second goal uh, score with a nice cross um yeah and that, that's it and then he was part of the bunch playing more or less uh, yes or no so um um we all can play better football like ox can play better football but um, anyhow it's good he he played what was it 70 minutes roundabout um and that's good for him so had now during the week 90 today 70 so now let's see how we how he can recover and what the can do with that on on Wednesday. Dave
3: Maddock, possibly to finish. If not, then Neil Jones. Go on, Dave. Over to you.
4: Uh, Jurgen, just two things. One, one just on Graham Potter. Um, his side were brave at two nil down to, to keep to their game plan and play the way that they did in the second half. I think they they played really well.
0: Do you think that? I mean,
4: he he as a coach has the ability to progress to go even further. I mean, obviously he's taken Brighton a long way, but do you think he he can go even further.
2: Yes, all you need is definitely all you need. I don't know him now too well. Um, obviously, is, I think what I can say is an absolutely nice fella, and what I then can say is his team it mirrors his ability. So, and that's um, uh, that's really good. Yes, obviously, clearly, about football and is doing a brilliant job. I don't know, don't want to talk now that the coach of Brighton away to some other clubs, but it's um, yes. I think he should not worry about his future. Um, but again, I don't want to take anything away from Brighton, really not. I respect a lot of what they did. But today was the day where we could have given them a proper knock. And we didn't do. It because that's that's what... So I've, I don't like a draw at home at all, but um, I'm not that guy that says it's not possible to draw against Brighton. No, no, no. But my disappointment is because... I know we could have today was the day where we could have given them a proper one and we didn't do And thats the, that's the frustration and then he talk maybe differently, but that doesn't say anything bad about Graham Potter because the way they play is really good but against us it should have been should have been not enough today, but it was because of us.
3: Okay. And, if, you're gonna, and also you, you, you just
4: you did speak up then about body language and and, the def, and maybe the, the defensive line dropping too deep. There was a moment in the second half when you you were, had a bit of an exchange with Virgil. Was that over the the, the gaps between the defense and the the midfield?
2: Uh, don't know one hundred percent. We have quite a lot of times to conversations. Um, so there's no never one explanation. You cannot make no massive story of that because the thing is I said before we didn't defend the half spaces right. That's the problem. And you when been, when been, been the bottom the guy on the ball. It's not under pressure. You can't have a high last line, so then the last line drops in that moment, and then all of a sudden we put pressure on it, and then they have to push up again. So these kind of things, we have clear rules, clear moments for when we do what. It's not an easy one, so it's not. But that was not about a specific thing. It's just we really, really, really have um... ah. And I know, I know it. That was the situation when Marchi was um, pretty much a bit the only player up front for for Brighton, and 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 yes. And Virgil was too far away. Yeah, in that moment, it was about that definitely. But yeah, it's a call, coach-player talk.
3: And this is the final one. I can't promote Neil the, but they're asking for an update on Navigator. What was the issue? Virgil just to finish.
2: Uh, yeah, he told me he showed me the hamstring, and other people told me it's hamstring. I cannot say more.
0: The post-game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.
3: Liverpool two, Brighton two. Um, game of two halves that first half was a great half from the Reds but second half not good enough not good enough if you want to win this league um I suppose before going into the game of anything um personally I was sat in the lower Annie um one of the 1900 they were sitting in the new rail seating in the lower Anfield road so starting on that you know obviously from a personal point of view I think that's a a great way to go it's the right thing to do obviously it's all about personal opinion with rail seating but for me it's it's a, it's a great start um but yeah i mean in the game you know we started off really well obviously salah cuts it back for henderson to score that and you're just thinking then you know this is going to be another four five you no know, like it was last week but second uh, second goal obviously goes in and again you're just thinking Reds are in cruise control, um, dominating the game. Brighton didn't really have much to say. Going at half time. Um second half's a completely different game. Um and like I say, if Liverpool want to go win this league, they need to start controlling games a little bit better, with those sort of games. And you know, fair play to Brighton, they came at us, they're a good football team, they play the right way. Um, I'm a big fan of their manager and I think second half they deserve to get a draw the way they played. Um, as you can hear, I was sat right next to the Brighton fans, so wasn't best for me personally. Um, not a massive fan of that fan base, singing about Crystal Palace most of the game, bit of a rugby league team. They reckon they're going to the European, so I beg to their But you know, they're, they're a good football team um, and they did deserve to draw the game. Liverpool weren't good enough second half. Really disappointed by oxlade Chamberlain when he came on for Naby Keita. Um I'm I'm personally starting to feel like his uh, his his career at Liverpool's maybe not going to happen. Um, he doesn't affect the game enough defensively. Second goal as well. Offensively, he wasn't good enough, um, and he's he's not the sort of player we need to come off the bench. Fort Henderson was brilliant. Um, Mane not not explosive enough for me. Mo Salah had an off day. You know, I suppose you can't be too hypercritical of him given the last couple of games he's played. But disappointing, really disappointing. Um, you know, Reds should be winning these sort of games at Anfield. And, um, really disappointing. Um, like I say, can't have too many complaints. Brighton play well. They deserve, deserve to get the draw. But um, on to Athletico next week. Hopefully we go one better and get that group. Um, all showed up, but... Yeah, disappointing, disappointing result for the Reds. It's not, not too much more you can really cover that one up with.
1: Steve Dawson on Liverpool's two or draw with Brighton at Anfield. Very frustrating result again in the end, wasn't it? I think with City losing though, it, you know, it's not such a bad day. Um, Chelsea got a good result, but I still see City as our main challengers for the title. So you know, we're, we're Net, we're one point better off than we were at the start of the day. I like watching Brighton. I think they're they're a good side. They they try hard. They've got some good players. They they look good coming forward. I don't think it's any big surprise that they that they managed to breach our defence at, at times. Uh, you know, more on that in a little while, I suppose. Just looking at the the team first. I was surprised that, that Naby managed to get back. And uh, at this point, I don't know what the injury was, why he had to leave the field. I, he just looked desperately sad, didn't he? And I feel desperately sad for him. Uh, it's a story. Um, we just can't seem to get a decent run from him in the side. And as I've said before, I think he's more than capable of of maintaining that if he can maintain his fitness. I was very interested to see that Conate kept his place in the team, and that and that wasn't surprising because I think he played very well last time out. But I, I don't think he played well today. I don't think he did nearly enough for the second goal, uh, and I think he was definitely at fault for the goal they scored that was then ruled out for offside. Um, wow, that was a, a dagger to the heart, and a, to, to see the scoreline at two-three, uh, very fortunate I think that they. We got the we got the decision there. He was certainly offside, there's no question about it. But I, I didn't like Conate's positioning on several occasions. I mean when you think about the amount of times that Alison Becker had to save us, something's not quite right with the central defensive area because they were through on goal far too frequently and, and Alison Becker was in superb form once again today. I don't blame him for their first goal. What a what a strike that was! A beautiful ball to hit one that's coming at you like that, and then you just brush it with the side of your foot up and down. Fabulous strike, and I, I can't see how Alisson could have done anything any differently. So uh, I certainly don't assign any blame to him. I thought the team worked hard today, particularly up front. You know, Bobby, Sadio, Mo, Alex Oxley, Chamberlain as well. They all really put a shift in, um, working hard defensively which is certainly something that our frontline do on a regular basis, uh, and it's good to see it happening. But we just didn't seem to have quite the inspiration at times that we needed up front. But yeah, I think what what led us down today more than anything else was was defensively. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if we line up uh, Joel Matip for the Champions League game. Remember, we're, we're all but qualified in that group already, and it seems very likely that we'll top the group. So I think Jürgen can probably even rest Virgil. We may even see um, Joel and Joe Gomez in the centre of defence. Uh, that remains to be seen. Tough, tough task this week. And if we can wrap it up um, with a good result in midweek, then that really is the Champions League group phase Sorted and we can genuinely rest players then. But yeah, I'll be fascinated to see the lineup. And I think, on merit, based on Conate's performance, it would be good to let him have a day off and get Joel Muttett back in there. At Galasahi on Twitter G U L A S A H I. Hi, this is Owen
4: from Cop On Podcast. If tomorrow, by some terrible stroke of luck, we had to appoint a successor to Jurgen Klopp and we couldn't choose Pep Linders. I would go for Graham Potter. The way his seagulls team react to in-game situations, moving this pawn here, this bishop here, that horse in an L shape there, and this rook here to pen in the opponent's king, is highly commendable. Brighton and Hove Albion in many ways deserved all three points from today's encounter. So in that context, keeping our unbeaten record going into a 20th match and escaping with a point is a good result for us and is testament to the mentality of our team. However, this is the fourth time that Liverpool have ended up drawing a match from a winning position this season. 8 points lost, and in that context, especially from 2-0 up, it's a very poor result. So, on which side of the debate do you stand? Positive or negative? On the positive side, we had 14 shots to their nine. On the negative, they had six on target to our three. On the positive North Pole of the Magnet, we could have won, had two goals not been correctly ruled out. And on the South Pole of the Magnet, had it not been for Alison Becker's heroics yet again, Brighton would have scored at least two more goals. In the half-full glass, we're one point better off against Man City than we were this morning. But in the half-empty glass, we're now three points behind the new league favourite, surely, Chelsea. So, on whatever side of the fence you stand, in whatever trench, either side of no man's land you find yourself, or for the pacifists among us, whichever way you toss your salad, The sweet taste of victory is not ours tonight. However, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying there's still a very, very long way to go.
0: You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.